0: Good morning. I wanted to talk about an interaction I had this morning and what it made me think about, and just see how you feel about that. So Um, this is a ramble. This morning I walked outside my house and, um, I have neighbors who have a two-year-old, I think, maybe he's a little over two, and a one-year-old, maybe, maybe he's a a little over one. Um, so Elliot is the older one and he's standing on their steps and he's got a milk in his hand and he's looking at this construction truck that they're taking down all these ladders and i say good morning elliot and he says good morning and i say what are you looking at and he starts talking about some of these some of the ladders and i really don't know what he's saying because it's like baby talk you know and but he's telling me about the ladders, and he's like, they're really big. And I was like, I know. And he's like, what's your name? And he's met me before, but I guess he forgot. And I say, my name is Sam, like your brother. And he goes, oh, hi, Sam. My name's Elliot, and this is my friend, Dada. (laughs) Because his dad was coming. And I said, oh and um he was like can I give you a hug and I was like okay yeah I said I would love a hug and because he does he gives the sweetest every time he sees you he just wants to hug you it's so sweet and so he comes up and he gives me a hug and then he starts walking away and then he says I think I want to give you a kiss, too. And then he comes back, and his mom says, Elliot, remember, we need to ask if she wants a kiss, remember? And that's an important note. We're going to note that. and the, But he doesn't hear her, and he just comes up to me, and he kisses my shirt because that's the only space he can reach. And I say, wow, thank you, Elliot. And then... He walks away and she's like you know we need to ask for consent she says that to me in like a joking way but it, she was serious and I said oh yeah I understand and she goes okay well Elliot we gotta go because you don't want to be late for school and he says to me yeah you know you don't want to be late for school and I think he was talking about him and uh, so that was the interaction. And so many things came to me. One, I thought about love and how this child clearly just wants to love in every way. Um, give it, He wants to hug you. He wants to kiss you. He wants to tell you, you know, he wants to talk to you about what's going on. And Samuel, his little brother, like, came running out of nowhere, just, like, smiling and laughing. They were just so happy. They were just so happy and loving. And I thought about how one day that little boy is going to grow up and someone's gonna tell him people don't you can't hug people and you can't kiss people and he's gonna be so confused cause he's gonna say why I I, you know I. my kisses are sweet I'm not trying to hurt anybody I, I'm just I'm being sweet and who wouldn't want to hug look how sweet they are look how sweet I am wow well, And look how hugs make people feel better. My whole life I've been asking people if I can hug them. And they get so happy when I do. Because I'm just a little boy. And I just want to love. And now I can't? Why? Am I bad because I want to hug and love and kiss people? And I ask them. If they don't want to hug, then I won't hug them. If they don't want to kiss... And I'm sure he'll learn that. She said that's new that he wants to kiss people. But you know, if I want to kiss people, I ask them. And I thought about how foreign that is to us. That as a child, sure, he's small. So yeah, we d- maybe we don't feel threatened. But what is there to be threatened of? Why are we threatened by that? Why are we threatened by love? Um... me and Ben went to a bagel store recently and a woman was helping us at the counter and she said can I get you anything else and Ben said maybe a kiss and he laughed and I was mortified (laughs) and she was mortified and then he felt really scared and he was like did I say something bad and I didn't really know what to say and then he's talking to me and he said well you know My aunt always used to say, you know, when she was getting us breakfast, she'd say, can I get you anything else? And I'd say, a kiss, and then, you know, she'd give me my breakfast and a kiss. And I thought, how loving. And so when he said that to this lady who definitely had, like, a mom-grandma vibe, you know, like, she was so sweet um, that, that came out, love, love came out for him, and she was terrified, and he didn't say it in a, you know, come over here, sweet cheeks, give me a kiss, you know, not in a gross way, he said it in such a loving way, and, you know, we apologized to her, and she was like, yeah, you know, I, I was curious that that came out of your mouth, but, Um, you know, it's okay, and, you know, it was kind of cute, and, like, he tried to explain himself, and he felt so guilty after we sat outside the bagel shop and, like, cried for, like, 15 minutes, because it was like, he really felt like he did something wrong, and, um, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but he was talking about, like, sex and stuff, and he was like, if you want to... The worst thing to do is repress something. The worst thing to do is to push something very far away. And so to me, it feels like We have pushed love so far away, no wonder why there's rape. No wonder why there are sex offenders, because we have pushed love away, it is inaccessible. I don't know anything. Please, please don't take anything I'm saying literally. These are just thoughts where I am right now. And I-, I was raped and it makes me I think about that person who did it and I feel really sad for them and when I think about it happening, I I think I think this person really wanted love. I think they really did, and they really wanted connection, and they didn't know how else to get it, especially in a society that teaches us that sex is love, that, we, um, you know, sex is so important. You know all in all these movies, it's it so passionate. It's all, oh, that's when they're finally in love. They just make out and they're having hot sex because they're finally in. Oh my God, they're in love with each other. And, and maybe that is part of love, but that's what we emphasize the most in these romances. It's like when someone messes up, we're like, "Fuck you," and then they the partner walks away. Oh, you're human and you did something wrong? Fuck you. And then they walk away. It's showing us that love is conditional. Uh, Sex is like a really big deal. And uh, it's not readily available. It takes a lot of work. You, You aren't deserving of love until you do something for somebody. And you meet the requirements that they have. We are taught that love is conditional. And if you just give it, you know, there's something wrong with you there too. We can't even see that this little boy, we can, we can see it in a child, right? But if an adult did that, what Elliot did did this morning, hey, can I give you a hug? We're like, oh God, get away. You're going to hurt me. You're scaring me. So we push love away. I don't know. It's just a thought. I am blowing shit out of my ass right now. (laughs) It's just what's coming to me. Uh, I would love to hear what you think about that. So that was one thought, that this little boy's going to grow up, and he's going to be taught out of love. And I, and I love his parents so much because if every time I you if you ask my dad about Elliot he says that kid is dynamite. That's what he says. That kid's dynamite. Cuz he is. He's just beautiful. He's everything. He gets sad, but he's so he he is he's just like always loving. He's not afraid of anybody. And I want to thank his parents for doing whatever they're doing. And I hope he never is afraid to love. Um, I listened to this guy talk about why our current current idea of what God is um, might not be a good idea. And he was saying, if we think that God is judging us and God is judgmental and God is going to punish us for having for being sinful then of course we're going to judge each other and judge ourselves and punish each other and punish ourselves but what if what if we thought that god doesn't require anything from us what if we thought that god is just pure love and loves us no matter what, and just wants us to enjoy what we have, and to love each other, like, what if that's what God is, like, why would God punish you for, he made you in his, he or she, or it, made you in its image, so why would it punish you for being what it is, why would it need anything of you if it has everything, and, you know, it, it, he was saying, like, you know, we we are created in God's image, but we can't see that, like, we know that, right, like, we're created in God's image, but we think we're lesser than, we don't think we are God-like, we don't think we're good enough, We're just constantly judging our actions and each other's actions and punishing each other. And it made me think of, like, our judicial system. And that's what he was saying is, like, so many cultures base their laws off of religion. And I was like, well, we definitely do that in the United States. We judge people for their crimes, and then we punish them accordingly. So there's no forgiveness. It's like you did this bad thing. We're not even looking at why you did that thing. We're just like you did this, you're bad. Go to go to jail for this amount of time. There's no forgiveness. There's no looking at, well why does this exist? Why in this kind of community do we see these kinds of crimes? Why in low socioeconomic areas do we see this kind of crime? And why is this kind of crime okay okay if you have money, but this kind of crime is not okay if you're poor? Like, you're all trying to... trying to get... The means to an end, right? To survive and live and get money. But it's okay if a rich person, you know, robs people of money, you know, in the stock market or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it's not okay if a poor person robs a bank or breaks into someone's house or, you know, what I mean. Like, why is one more acceptable than the other? Why? Why can we forgive one thing but we can't forgive another? So I thought that was super interesting. That, yeah, we um, base our society off of what we think our God does, and um, I was while I was recording this episode, I was trying to find a Robert Anton Wilson quote when I was going to talk about something completely different, and then I found this quote. He said. The Bible tells us to be like God, and then on page after page, it describes God as a mass murderer. This may be the single most important key to the political behavior of the Western civilization. So pretty much what I just said. Um, We're taught, we are, you know, we were made in God's image, and then we're told God is punishing, and God, right, did all these mass murders, and then, so it's like, of course we're going to do that, because we are created in God's image. So the guy was saying, I think we need to change our idea of what God is because uh, what we think God is right now is uh, not so kind. And I don't think God would be punishing. I think God is like that child, like Elliot, blue is my dog and he really doesn't like children and he's like growled at Elliot's growled at Elliot so many times and um Elliot still loves him and still is like blue and wants to play with him and you know like just so forgiving um and loving And he didn't even know my name this morning, and he's still like, Can I hug you? Can I give you a kiss? He doesn't even know my name. It doesn't even matter. I'm a human. I went to a Starbucks this morning, and uh, the girl at the counter was new. And everyone who came into the store, she'd say, Hey, good morning! And they'd ignore her. They just kept walking, like, didn't even, or they'd grab their food, didn't even, like, say a word. And she kept doing it, and it literally brought tears to my eyes. And I said, thank you for saying hi to people. Thank you for talking to me at the counter. Like, she did. She, like, explained a certain coffee to me because I never had it. Like, she was just there. She was very with you. And I was like, thank you. I think that's God. I think God has unconditional love. Or is unconditional love. And if we're made in that image, then we also have unconditional love. And we can forgive ourselves and forgive others, and we can love people and not have... I'll only love you if you do this. I can only love you, Sam, when you're happy. I can only love you when you're in a good mood. I can only love you if you cook dinner every night and I do the dishes. I can only love you if you hold up your end of the bargain... I can only love you if you have a job. Like, my mom was saying, you know, when your sister graduates high school, she needs to get a job. And I said, what if she doesn't want to work yet? What if she wants to figure out what her life's about and who she is and how she actually wants to spend her time? What if she doesn't want to go to college? Well, everyone has to go to college. Why? Right? There's, like, these... Again, ideas of what... Like, Rachel's not good enough unless she goes to college. She's not worth love if she doesn't have a job that she hates. If she doesn't have a title things that we make up to hide behind what we really are because we don't even know what the fuck we are and it's so terrifying to even think that we're more than just our jobs so we just keep hiding behind careers to not have to look at what we actually are because if we look at what we actually are we'll realize like, oh, I am literally on a rock in space I am in a physical form on this planet but there are others that i just can't see isn't that wild uh i have this thing that goes on where there's a voice in my head and i don't know who that is who observes everything i do but isn't the things that i do they just watch Do you know what I'm talking about? You know how there's a voice in your head? Who is that? Can you point to who that is? Is that Samantha? Or is that a thing that observes Samantha and all that Samantha uh, hides behind and associates with and thinks that she is? I'm a lab technician. Really? Is that what that voice is? It's a lab technician? It's a college student? Really? Really? What is that? Who is that? Is her name Samantha? Is it a girl? What do they know? What do they do? They just observe, literally. What if we just did that? Just observed and noticed. Wow, I have a lot of thoughts all the time. Aren't they annoying? Ben Ben told me about this exercise. He's like... Carry around a cup with you all day. And every time you have a thought, put it into the cup. And you'll... And then pretend the cup is a friend. Is that a friend you... Imagine having a friend who literally said everything they thought. Everything. They're mostly judgments, right? Our thoughts are mostly judgments. Would you really want that friend around... Eventually, you'd be like, "You would just ignore them." So that's kind of like the observer in us is quiet. It just watches. And then whatever our thoughts are is like what we're taught, right? From the moment we're born, we're just started, we just get given shit. So that's where our thoughts come from. It's just judgment, crap. So that's this friend who, they, they, they're they not gonna go away. They're there forever, right? We can just choose to really give them the attention and go all in it and go all into our thoughts as the observer. Like, whoa, yeah, super zoom into all these thoughts and judgments. Or we can step back and say, I see you, friend. I'm sorry you literally have to think all the time. Doesn't that seem annoying? But I love you and uh it's okay. I'm not I'm just not going to tr- super invest in all the things you're saying. Point is that's who we are. This thing that we don't even know. But it's scarier to be that so we just be a college student or a fashion designer or i'm a great i'm a deadhead i'm a punk i'm an emo person i'm a sports fan i'm whatever all these things What if we were the observer? And what if we were love? And what if we were human beings? And we could just be. And we didn't have to do to be loved. I think I said this, Ben, I don't know if I did. Ben doesn't work right now. And, uh. It's beautiful, and I am uh, so happy for him. And I hope one day I don't have to work. And I hope one day no one has to work. I hope one day we all get to be. That's the other thing that Elliot reminded me of was... um, You know, the end of the interaction was, you don't want to be late for school. And I thought, oh my God, this boy is two years old, and already he can't be late for something. Already he has a schedule. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, and he has to leave his parents. And he doesn't get to be with his neighbors and his community and his elders and his parents. He has to go get shipped somewhere and go. But okay, everyone, it's playtime now. Uh, We're going to have nap time, then we're going to have snack time, then we're going to have... Everything is a schedule. So we're never able to even enjoy the present moment. I, I loved being with him this morning. I loved looking at the light. La- like we can't even observe the world. We can't even live in what is happening right now. I didn't. Ca- I was running late like for work too. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I would rather be in the present moment, and I'd rather enjoy it with a little boy who's loving. Or, even in the hard times when I'm dealing with emotions, I want to be there. I don't want to be sitting at work not being able to help myself or cry or be upset because things are going on presently in my life. But I can't be late for this thing. I have to show up to this thing. We are slaves to time and we are slaves to doing. This little boy already is a slave to time. Because he can't be late for school. Because then, if he's late for school, his parents are going to be late for work. And if they're late for work, maybe they're going to get fired. And then they're not worth anything. Then they don't get paid to live. You have to really do to be worth living. If you do nothing, you're not worth living. We're not allowed to be human beings by the time that we're born. Samuel is one years old and he has to go to daycare too. I wanna find this article, but it basically was talking about time or it talked about the invention of time. So, no, we did not invent time, right? Because time is, like a day is how many times the Earth rotates around the sun or revolves around the sun. That we did not invent, that's just what it is. But we invented kind of what to do how to divide up the amount of daylight in order to regulate work right so you know by 8 a.m which is not a thing that's what we made up you have to be at work by 8 a.m you have to you know we're gonna have lunch time we're gonna have snack time uh nap time uh in like preschool or whatever and it's like We can't just, everything is on a schedule and it's always planning for the future. So we're never actually enjoying the present moment and living for the present moment. We are living for the next moment. We're planning, you know, for things that are not happening. We're never in this moment. I have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning so that I can be at work by 7, so that I can leave by 4, so that I can get home and do this. So we're like, everything is for something that's not happening. Like, I'm sure Elliot and Sam want to spend time with their family. They're not with their mom and their elders and their neighbors and their community. (laughs) We have to make sure we're doing And for what? And for who? And how would you spend your time if you didn't have to do all the time? That's scary to think about, huh? But that's something I want to explore. I want to see who I am when I'm not labels and when I'm not a doer, what is, what am I when I can just be? Am I patient? Am I thoughtful? When I don't need to rush to get to work, to get somewhere? When I can just be myself and not feel judged? What am I? What are you behind all the things that you think you are? If we can stop labeling ourselves as these doers and labeling others as doers, what are we as beings? I think that's interesting, too. Like, we feel like we need to do all the time. Like, every weekend comes up, and me and Ben are like, oh, okay, we got to go climbing. We got to go do this. We got to do that. And sometimes we do, because it is fun to climb. And sometimes we don't do anything, and we just exist, and we see what happens as the day goes on. And I'm always surprised, and I always learn more about myself and what it is to be. So that's, that's something we could try too. But um, thanks for listening to this ramble. If you have any comments or anything you'd like to share, my Instagram is cosmic.triggers. You can just send me a message, that'd be cool. And thank you for listening. I love you. I'd love you even if you didn't listen. Goodbye for now.